0: Hey, this is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com and Film Intuition on social media and Letterboxd. And this is Watch with Jen. Kind, witty, and wildly gifted, my good friend Nikki Dolson is a prolific crime writer whose work has been published in such well-respected places as Shotgun Honey, Tuff, Thuglit, and Bartleby Snopes, the author of what she affectionately calls a novelish thing, the book All Things Violent, Nikki has also released a short story collection entitled Love and Other Criminal Behavior. And last fall, one of her outstanding pieces appeared in the prestigious Best American Mystery and Suspense Stories Anthology of 2021, edited by Alifair Burke and Steph Chaw, a delightful film buff who has excellent taste and is also Quite the TV reenactor and movie trivia game player. I always have a ball talking to you, Nikki, and it is so great to have you back. So, how are you doing? And how is spring and summer of 2022 treating you so
1: far? Uh, I have been not ready for either one of them. And okay, from allergies, dying slowly, it feels I know. like. Uh, it's so bad, but it's great to be here. And as always, wonderful to talk to you.
0: Thank you. Uh, You're in the desert, you're in Vegas. So things are blooming right
1: now. What are the temperatures like there? We are just now starting to get hot. Um, we had like, I think, I don't think we broke a hundred, but it was upper nineties, um, the hot minute and then it's cooled off again. Um, I think that cold front that's making it snow in Colorado right now, or yesterday. Yes. Where oh. our friend Walter lives. So yes. crazy.
0: I know Yeah, it's
1: so crazy. And I'm like some of that hit. So it's cooled us down again, but yeah, we're about to soar up there. And I mean, you know, being where yeah. you're at, it's just, yeah, I'm not ready for hot. I really am not.
0: <laughs> no, I know it, it happens recently. Like we started to get into the one hundreds you know, it's coming and you know, but it seems to get here earlier every year Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I'm like, I just got a bonsai tree actually as a gift um, a few months ago. I have no idea how to take care of it, especially in the desert. It was so green and lush and lovely when I got it and I'm watering it and doing everything, putting it in partial shade. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's just way too hot for that thing to be outside now. So I have it inside kind of still in the sun, but you know, it's hibernating sort of like we all do here where you get your stuff done, like the first part of the day or the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And then you just hibernate
1: the rest Mm -hmm. of the day for sure. hundred percent go out at night, do what you got to do and run back in the house again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People are like, you know, you're so pale. Like that's the thing I do burn. So I Mm -hmm. always stay in the shade or just you know, this is our winter essentially.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. We don't mess yes.
0: around. Yeah.
1: No, no, yeah. I am not out there to, to be in this, like even the pool, you yes. get in there early or in you get early. in there. Honestly, at sunset, I always thought it was the best time to be in the pool. You yes. get the long sh- shadows till coming, but you get the, you know, the show. It's yes. really nice, the beauty. Know?
0: Yeah. Do you have a pool
1: by where you live? Um, my mom does. So when we go nice. hang out over there by her, um, we go um down there. Um and actually really, I don't think you can't walk five feet without yeah, to Vegas.
0: Um yeah, that's it, good.
1: It's it's necessary. I feel it like. is.
0: Yeah, we have one by our condos and it's only like a dozen condos where I live. So, mm-hmm. you know, usually you can have it by yourself, but you want to make sure like, you know, you're not giving a show to any of the construction people or whoever's <laughs> out there. You know, you, it's a whole yeah. thing in Phoenix, yes. but yes. Yeah. What we're saying is we have tips. So if you come to the desert, you live out here, you just ask Nikki or I what to do and we'll hook you up. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes. Stay inside <laughs> from like, I don't know, 10 till 6. That exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. No outside anything till until after then
0: <laughs> i know get up early for those walks yes. Well, what have you been working on lately is there anything new or recent you would like to give us a sneak preview of
1: um i do have a short story coming out in an anthology at the end of may um all right it's, uh it's it's the anthology's um back road bobby and his friends and um the the folks putting it out have done several series and each one's kind of themed and this one is um basically drivers of some sort Cool. so there's a crime and there's a drive um and and you were supposed to like run with that so i did I love that so there's there's vegas and the card game and you know Ooh. what i always write about you know relationships of some sort uh uh maybe falling apart maybe changing in some way. Fun times for for me anyway. But
0: yeah. (laughs) So did you have to create a character named Bobby or is it just Bobby and his friends?
1: You know, each one, um, each, I think each story has uh, the name of your, your character and like their, their handle or their special nickname. Um, so I have a card dealer in mind. And, um, so we just went with card shark, Molly's last stand, um, uh, which, which I feel like it's a better title than, than my story might be, or they don't really, you know, it's a theme thing. So sometimes you have to make these things match up, but I think it's a great story. Um, Right on. Well entertained. And and, you know, I I like a good story where um, there's multiple women and you don't really know which one's going to come out on top. I love that.
0: Yeah, I love your work. So I can't (laughs) wait for that. That's so exciting. Well, in the past, we've had so much fun talking heist movies, westerns, even weird movies like Nicholas Ray's Party Girl that I talked you into watching and discussing sight unseen because You're such a great friend. And this time you came up with another killer theme of something near and dear to your heart. What we were just talking about, women in crime, women in crime movies. For those listening who might not be aware... Nikki is very well known for her ability and interest in bringing the interior lives of women to the forefront in her fiction. She loves difficult women, mistresses, female boxers, tales of the heart. That you will remember and I love her work and know she has great singular insights into these films and female antiheroes in general and the ones that she selected for us today. So heads up if you haven't seen the movies we will be dissecting including The Last Seduction, Bound, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Widows and I'm your woman, plus Michael Mann's Thief, I'm sure is going to get some shout outs because it's related. But you'll want to proceed with caution there if you don't know them, because there will be spoilers ahead. We will go deeper into the films in just a moment. But before we do that, talk to me about women in crime movies, including what you look for, what drives you nuts, and any trends or evolutions within the genre that you've noticed in terms of what kind of characters or stories we're seeing more or less of over the years?
1: Um, I think the, the traditional idea of the femme fatale yeah. is, is, has, has changed and morphed and twisted um, enough that um, it, it, it is a woman who can stand on her two feet from the moment she's met. Mm-hmm. She is, Formidable, not just you know. Yes, she's willing to use sex to get what she wants, which is very much that trope. But I also think it is she's also willing to drive the car over the guy. She's willing to get.
0: (laughs) What I'm saying.
1: She is willing to get her hands dirty to get the job done. Um, And and they are they are um, more than a match um even if they start out innocent in in the story in some way um yeah i think about um like you already mentioned uh thief um and tuesday wells characters uh jesse yes um she is not innocent but she's not part of his particular life until they get together um, um, she is, and she's very much that the standard of that, that, that woman in a, in a crime movie who is, um, the, the, the thing that people are, are, they're going to be used as leverage. They're, the, they're, they're the hero's weak point. Yeah. Um, good point. Or they're the, or they're the prize, mm-hmm. you know, um, the thing
0: they're trying to get at the end. Yes.
1: Yes. You know, um, they become the MacGuffin often. You know, Mm -hmm. oh, they're gone. We have to get them back. And then it's not about them at all until there's a phone call for proof of life. And then at the end, um, which generally they don't make it. And then it's pure revenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think um, I I just, the the movies, I mean, I love them all. I'll be real honest. (laughs) Yeah. But the ones that I came back to are the ones where Women are making those choices and they are in the forefront. They're standing next to their significant other, their partner in crime. Mm -hmm. They are, they have just as much to lose yeah and are conscious of that. Um, And often their perception of that is very clearly, I have more to lose than you.
0: I love that. Yeah. They're either equal or more involved in whatever Mm -hmm. is going on. And you need that because- so much. They're kind of tangential when you were talking about drive and driving, I was thinking about the movie drive, which I love, of course, you know, one of my favorites, but you know, she is a woman who technically is sort of like the prize or the thing between these, these two men, but at the same time she has a child and, and it did walk a fine line there of her being sort of this object of desire but also having to, you know, walk away from him in the elevator there. But yes. what we're looking for is more of that and less of uh, just this beautiful woman. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I, honestly, I cannot remember what Standard's wife's name is. I don't remember what Carrie Mulligan's character is in that. Her name I is-
0: know. Oh. That is such a good point. Yeah. I, I'm blanking no on her name, too. And I've seen it like a million times. Yeah. yeah but
1: it's I Carrie Mulligan. Blanche. Yes. But I remember Blanche, you know, Christina yeah. Hendricks, you know, character. And it's Ooh, like, of course you the, do. yeah, I mean, Carrie Mulligan and her together is is probably my ideal of a character. I would like to to write to to really make come to life like that. Yeah, like, that is yes, that that split of someone who not necessarily a mother, but who is very much trying to I have this life and I am trying to keep this life together. Irene,
0: was that it? Uh, Is it
1: Irene? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to check. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much, she has, she has a life and it's a very little life. She has her kid and she has waiting on standard to get out of jail. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like the, the olden days of the women who used to wait for their, you know, See sailor husbands to come back and they'd walk along you know, the, <laughs> the ledge to you know to looking out to sea. You know, she's waiting, she's always waiting. Yeah, um, yeah. and and she steps outside that bubble a little bit with Driver. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, bad things happen, bad things happen. she yeah. did that, but because their bubbles cross,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I think in the movies that we picked today the women who's cross, who cross with things that m- mean their lives are going to go a different direction are not passive. They are, they're, they are active in that and they make, yes. decisions. they make hard decisions. They, and they lean into it. They um, do. They yep. lean into it to get through it, to get what they need, to get what they want to get, um, and to get out.
0: Very much when we were coming up with the films that we wanted to talk about today. Nikki and I and the DMs on Twitter were kind of like throwing out uh the themes of the movie, and Nikki came mm-hmm. up with a lot of really
1: good ones. So you want to read uh yeah. what we wrote? So, um, and this is basically the order I watched them into. Oh, wow. Um so we have bound, um they want a life together. Yes. And you have Violet and Corky who want a life together, and Violet who wants out. But she wants a life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in widows, um each of the women, each of the widows, um, Veronica, Linda, and Alice, each have some form of a life that they want to keep, yeah. Um, that has been imploded by the deaths of their husbands. And so um, because of circumstances, they um have to do what they have to do to to have uh, to have a life, Mm -hmm. to have the life they had, to keep it just as it was. Yeah. Um, Which merges into long kiss goodnight, which is to want to keep a life together of her and her daughters. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if she forgot who she was, accepting that and understanding that this is my life and nobody gets to take it from me. Yep. Um, And the last seduction, um, she just wants what she wants. And I have. I mean, truly great respect for, that. Yeah. she's like, she
0: she's tried just it one way.
1: It. Yeah. You know, and we did it this way. We did it that way, but I want what I want. Yes. Um, and then I'm your woman. Um, yeah. What is my life now? Yeah. Um, These she, are all really good
0: questions. Yeah. Yeah. We're, what we're getting from here is women at different stages of their relationships and their lives. So what we didn't yep. want to do is just choose five standard femme fatales or mm-hmm. you know five sirens and erotic thrillers or five mm-hmm. uh wives who have to act when they're when their man is you know threatened <laughs> or killed mm-hmm. we chose movies that kind of run the gamut of uh, what women on screen can do so this yeah. will be really good well kicking things off chronologically nikki we're starting with a bang yeah. kind of literally uh, with this movie, am I right? It is oh. Linda Fiorentino on the fence. No, I'm just kidding. Linda <laughs> Fiorentino as the ultimate man eater, Rigid Gregory, and director John Dahl's sexy, shocking neo noir, The Last Seduction mm-hmm. from 1994. Mm-hmm. Originally titled Buffalo Gals by screenwriter Steve. Baranchik in the first draft of his first screenplay that would go on to be nominated for an Edgar. The Last Seduction finds the opportunistic Bridget, fleeing from her husband, Bill Pullman, Mm -hmm. with the $700,000 he just scored in a drug deal. Getting Mm -hmm. sidetracked on her way from New York City to Chicago and winding up in a small town near Buffalo, she finds a fuckboy in Peterburg who is still battle-scarred from a short marriage he won't discuss and gets a temporary job at an insurance company that he works for as well as she bides her time and plots a bigger score in the hopes of getting rid of her husband for good. It's a complex, dark, fascinating film from the heyday of erotic thrillers. There's a lot to discuss with this one, so let's get to it. Nikki, talk to me about Linda Fiorentino and The Last Seduction.
1: Well, I mean, I I feel like there's a reason we all know her name, Linda Fiorentino. I mean, oh my God. That yeah. She, she's referenced in all of the other things that we know. She's referenced in, you know, the characters in Sex in the City talk about her. Yeah. And how she's empowering. And she's empowering because, you know, like we said, she goes for what she wants. Yep. You know, she she, you know, in, in the movie, you see pictures of uh Bridget and Clay married. And, and, you know, quote unquote, happy. Yeah. Um, and like, she tried that on Traditional. and yep. decided, you know, this was not for me. No. And then, um, you know, when you start the movie, you think Clay's put this deal together initially, because he's down there with this, you know, he does it all. And then um, it's, I love that moment where they're like, he had hands over, what was it, the, um pharmaceutical grade cocaine or what was it? yeah pharmaceutical
0: grade cocaine yeah yeah and
1: I'm like that was a thing like (laughs) Like, what yeah I think like Like legal speed or something yeah yeah um but he hands that over and he goes to reach for the money and they won't let it go and he's immediately like yeah yeah totally totally what you know of course this is what happens to me and you're like when you first see her like how are these two people together Yep. Um, and, and then, you know, once I figured out he was a doctor, I'm like, well, okay. So he makes money.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, make he's like in medical
1: school or almost a doctor. Yeah. 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 Um, and then you get to where he comes home with, you know, like they left the money, they're dumped it out on the ground. And he's like mm-hmm. stuck it in his shirt and he comes in and, you know, instantly she turns around and she about it and you know, said, my little criminal mastermind. Like, oh, She's put him up to this. She's convinced him it's a good idea. She's planned yes. it all. And then he's going to go take his shower. And while he's in there, she's packing. She's ready to go. Like, she's String done. Ambitious. Like, yeah, yeah, like they, they give you kind of like an
0: excuse because mm-hmm. he's angry. He's keyed up because he had uh, a gun held to his head and the deal yeah. almost went bad. And he he slaps her. And in traditional film, you know, you're like, oh, well, she's taking that money. I'm sure he's been abusive. Like, you know, and so we're instantly thinking we're on her side. Like she is fleeing from this abusive man. And uh, then as she goes and she like devours the next guy in the bar and she takes (laughs) on the next guy. And then you're like, no, this is a scheming, ambitious woman who, Mm -hmm. you know, probably beat the shit out of Bill Pullman as well. Like we don't know.
1: Yeah. 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 There's no... I, I, I totally was like, oh, this is something that, that's happened before. She's gotten mad at him before. Yeah, yeah. But even if he hadn't done that, everything yeah. was still in motion. Everything. He was in. He she was ready. In. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah and it it's cool. not just the, um, you know, battered wife is on the run kind of thing where mm-hmm. you, you feel bad and you're like, then you're waiting for the male character to come in and swoop in and protect her. Like that would be the Peter Berg role in a traditional mm-hmm. film. Yeah. And this is like, absolutely not that
1: at it, all. Yeah. None of this, every no. time you expect it to turn that way, it goes, you know, diagonal from that. Um, yeah. she learns she, no lessons. Yes. Yeah. No, there's no lessons learned. Every person she meets is a potential new path and yep. she takes them all. I mean, and even when she's like killing time and bored and, um, well, at least what you think initially is just her killing time when she's calling the all the people in there saying your husband's cheating and we can get you insurance to kill a husband, you know, the dead husband plot subplot. Um, And you're like, she's just killing time. Like, no, it's all part of her plan Mm -hmm. to get rid of her actual husband. And it's this twisty damn thing. And I'm just like, Bravo.
0: (laughs) It's so clever. And when Mm -hmm. I was watching it this time, I had not seen this since probably I was a teenager when it came out. And I realized it must have made like a super big impression on me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I do remember wanting to learn to write backwards. Mm -hmm. And so I, I tried practicing that. But as far as the actual like film plot, It must have made an impact the idea of she goes by Wendy Croy, which is New York, um, Mm -hmm. because the first big script that I ever wrote, I actually two erotic thrillers. It was inspired by. Uh, body Heat. I wrote it, uh, and I made um, a character for William Hurt to be the villain in this mm-hmm. thing, and it was a revenge movie with a female character, and she had an alias that if you moved her letters around was her other name, or Ooh. there was stuff going on with that. And so I'm realizing now as an adult, like, oh, that uh, that thing I won the award for, and I got to go to the Library of Congress and read the script and all the, th- I got that from Last Seduction, and I don't even really remember so watching it this time I, I realized it was like quite a big influence i think and um yeah it's just such a stylish film the other thing i was noticing when i watched it this time is how we really missed out on somebody writing a movie for her and Famke k jansen to play yeah. sisters because <laughs> Famke is awesome like Chris yes. Eigman, who I loved in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in all those what Stillman movies. Mm-hmm. Really great actor. He directed something, I think he might have written it too, called Turn the River. And it was okay. a really good movie where Famke plays like a pool hustler. Mm-hmm. And she's like a mom. And uh, I don't know if she was fighting for her kid or something going on with her being yeah. a pool hustler. And I remember when I watched that, uh, I know I reviewed it because I did hear from Chris actually just very nice but um she's amazing in it and when you think of these two gorgeous you know women with their dark Mm -hmm. hair and they just have this way about them like where they could devour any man and in the place you're like why didn't they play sisters somebody needs to write this nikki you need to write this (laughs)
1: yeah oh i will definitely have to check out that movie with fomky because i love her yeah um uh really right about the time she played a bond she was the bond girl in that Pierce Bronson one golden I,
0: eye yes. yes
1: her name like all of those names are just so horrendous but she also made an impression on me in that movie and I was like yes Is it
0: on a top was that her
1: yes and she oh like, god yeah were, like with her thighs and I was just <laughs> like, well, I mean yes. Yes. yes yes
0: um she was but, yeah, great in it though out.
1: but yeah she is great
0: yeah, Minnie Driver was in that. I mean, there were some good really? people in that movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. They, 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 there is a missed opportunity there. I mean, honestly, Linda Fiorentino should have been in way more things than she, she was. She really
0: should. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah very good actress uh terrific here peter berg is the one in interviews because he's gone on to be a filmmaker as well where he will talk about uh the the famous scene at the fence when she Mm -hmm. straddles him and has her way with him she said that was or he said that was her she came up with that (laughs) idea of how they should shoot it and Mm -hmm. basically uh came up with it choreographed it climbed up on him and yelled to john Dahl, hey get a camera and just went to work and he's like you know what she was so confident and so cool he's like it was the coolest thing ever yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i know a lot of people were hoping she was going to get a best actress uh nod for this it played on hbo so it was ineligible she did get like an Independent Spirit Award and some critical praise. But yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why
1: she didn't get anything for it. Yeah, she should have been. Yeah. That was just... Yeah, Might have been too dark though too because mm. the ending,
0: my God, yes. Yes, when she's leaving. Like- <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that ending. It's like still, you're watching this and you're like, they made this movie in 19, 19- like who greenlit this? How did this get made? Uh, my favorite John Dahl is still Red Rock West but mm-hmm. put these together like uh, Red Rock West, uh, Last Seduction, Kill Me Again is good as well, mm-hmm. Joyride. I mean, John Dahl is just another person who should have been able to make a million of these films
1: yeah yeah yeah, for sure so great um and bill pullman like he hasn't played a lot of those kind of characters i know yeah i mean the classic you know you better run he's yelling at her out of that window after she's making off and i'm just like yes that's that's really
0: (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed
1: that version of him I know Um,
0: it's like lost highway bill Pullman mm -hmm. where he's a little dangerous and a little he's playing yeah playing up that sort of um romantic uh you know beautiful haired Mm -hmm. version of the bill Pullman that we knew from while you were sleeping in those movies yes Yes. the movies were that was the one where he got the girl usually in the 90s -hmm. Pullman was always losing the girl
1: yes which was of course why it works in while you were sleeping yeah You know, yeah. his flappy-haired, at you know, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm the brother. Yeah. I'm the brother, yeah. And you're in love with
0: him, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. like, see you, Peter Gallagher, we're running off with Bill Pullman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of for course. Sure. Well, it turns out that 1996 was a big year for Femme Noir or Women in <laughs> Crime with our next two movies which yes. actually opened one week apart. Up first we have the first film written and directed by the Wachowskis. It's Bound. And produced by Dino De Laurentiis's company and Spelling Films. This twisty revisionist lesbian spin on vintage noir tropes stars Gina Gershon as a just released from prison thief who finds herself getting involved with the gorgeous girlfriend of mob money man, Joe Pantoliano, and the woman is played by Jennifer Tilly. Initially embarking on a lustful affair, which we've seen a million times in noir, yet never like this. Soon, the two women scheme to steal $2 million from the Chicago mob and get the hell out of Dodge. Incredibly intricate, both in terms of its Murphy's Law-like plot, where everything that can go wrong does go wrong, and also in Bill Pope's stunning cinematography it's a stellar clever and fun as hell film that i'm so glad you chose so what are your thoughts on bound oh i love bound i I love it i i
1: you know it's it's i don't i i know i didn't see it in the theater when it first came out um but it's it's seeing it was just i i'd never seen anything like it i'd never seen anything like it and um After I watched it again, I went and dug up uh, a quote from Gina Gershon, because that cemented my love for Gina Gershon at that moment. Her and Jennifer Tilly always. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has this quote and she says that my agents didn't want me to do it. Literally, I was told you're ruining your career doing this movie. We will not let you do this movie. I never get to play the hero and get to check. I mean, it's a typical yeah. part. I've watched my whole life and it's never been a woman. I left my agents over it. And I'm like, yes, God damn it. Yes. Cause that's yeah. just it. I mean, and even the time, I mean, tell me a story where there are quote unquote, non-traditional relationships that somebody doesn't die in them that I they you know, know yeah even that's if one of them makes it out they make it out you know with you knowing their lover's dead somewhere and they're driving away you know broken up and whatnot I mean it's a thousand movies like that mm-hmm. but this one this one they come close but neither ever even threatens to leave the other that's just it never I at all
0: I, I, I do love, love that, that. Yeah, they don't betray each other. And this was the era like the 80s and 90s. I don't know if it was the AIDS era or just um, reactionary politics or what, but they kept killing off if there was any, even a, a lesbian couple, just any kind of anything like that person mm-hmm. is dead or they're deceitful mm-hmm. and it was interesting when i was reading some of the contemporaneous reviews of found mm-hmm. like the morality police were all over this movie in ways that they never are with um straight love stories or anything mm-hmm. like well or especially because it's two women they're going you know morally these women are wrong and you can't there's no um reason that we should approve their behavior and it's like who's asking you to approve like it's a movie yeah. like you know what yes. i mean and um they took so much inspiration in the, the films of um, you know noir and billy wilder in particular double mm-hmm. indemnity and i did read that the wachowskis were told like you know if you change corky into a man like we will give you millions more dollars like other people were going to make this movie and they said no we're not interested in that that story has been told so many times and it's just dull yeah and um yeah and i think what else is interesting about the reaction to this one is it did divide people even among the lgbtq audience saying you know like well, they gave us a lesbian couple, but look at them. They're so amoral. And they, you know, and it's, again, it's just, so what? It is a crime film. This isn't indicative of an entire group of people. Like I have somebody who, you know, with somebody who's disabled or has chronic pain, like usually we are the villain or whatever, you know, it's, all types of representation is what's important. And what is the story? It's a damn entertaining crackerjack thriller. And it's so cool to see women plot this, stick mm-hmm. together, and get away with it.
1: Yes, 100%. To be smart enough to plan it. And and neither one of them is the dumb one. Although oh. each is supposed to be that role. One's kind who's done all these bad things. And one is supposed to be like the ditzy girlfriend who's yeah. just there to be pretty. And neither one is dumb, and each of them bring their strengths to this. Um, yes, it is so great from the get go. I mean, and it's like it, it here adheres so closely to the standard plot, mm-hmm. too. I mean, the second Violet sees her sees Corky, she's all about Corky. Like it's obvious there is yep. just the the tension yep. from. The, she's all about her instantly, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this isn't going to go great. Um, she's she's plotting from the second she sees her this is someone I want in my bed this is someone I want in my life Um, and then and maybe I don't know from the story maybe she was always planning uh, to get out maybe with somebody else because you find out what she does she had already probably already wanted out um, but maybe she was planning but she didn't see her chance Mm -hmm. until um, Corky and, yeah. and what's his name? Shelly Sheldon shows up um, having done the bad thing done. You know, you don't, you don't steal money from mob guys. This is actually a rule. You should know that. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't do this. Like don't
0: get involved with the, the gangster's girlfriend. Don't steal money yep. from it's all yes. these tropes and they're just playing yep. with them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> They're just all out there and it all works so well. And I think really holds up now. I mean, there's there's nothing about the, the I feel like the logic that works in this. Why um, God, I can't even remember what uh, Joey Pant Pantolone's, uh name is in that. Just Joey um, Pants, we'll call him. Yeah, Joey Pants. You know, he he's so like his his thought was she can't. Oh, when they find each other, when he walks in and he's like, who is that? Who is that? And he's like, oh it's just you talking to Corky. Yes. And he's like, oh, because my girlfriend doesn't even, like, yeah. come not a possibility.
0: No, um, that they would have been hooking up two seconds mm-hmm. before he walked in the apartment, yeah. which is such a great moment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if it would have been a guy, you know, he's from that old school of can't look at a man, talk to a man, you know, like I'm your yeah. man. And um, yeah, it is so great. I know Gina Gershon was the one that suggested him for the role. Mm. Uh, Jennifer Tilly was going to play Corky. She wanted Ooh. to. Oh, wow. She was very excited because she'd never had an opportunity to play that. I mean, she'd been Oscar nominated for Bullets Over Broadway. She was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. And um, she'd always played sort of the mall or the the yeah. girl who you know, people were always underestimating and didn't really want to keep doing that. But then she said she saw Gina Gershon come in and knew she would be a better Corky. And she said, then I started to realize Violet is who I could kind of relate to in that men were always underestimating her or just judging her by her looks or her voice or whatever it is. And it's kind of cool because I know... Uh, Joe Pants. And I know um, all three of them, all three of the leads consider this to be like their best performance or their best role Mm -hmm. or their best film. And so that's cool. And it's also great because now we know Jennifer Tilly is such a brilliant poker player Mm -hmm. and um, you know, such a smart woman. I met her when she was here for a film festival and she talked about wanting to play poker. I mean, she's just so smart and with it and able to wrap any man around her finger. That was uh funny when I was watching this once um my mom walked in and she's like are all of the men in this movie in love with her and then then she like said it out loud and then 10 seconds later well it is Jennifer Tilly of course everyone is in love with this movie and (laughs) it's very
1: very true and I just I love that yeah yeah it's such it is just it like I said it's exactly what I always want from those movies i mean i i i love the traditional tale i do yeah. um and i like to read it and i like to watch it but i want to see those those different takes on it this and how i mean that is why we watch actors in movies right to see their particular take on on this yeah um and they're just they're so great every person in that movie is just so exact and even the guy that you never see he's only referenced I mean, who is what Rajiv? He's supposed to be there. Oh yeah, he's gone to India or somewhere. Was there really that guy? Yeah. Was it somebody else? Um, who you knows? know, like, yeah. yeah. Was, was he the guy she first tried to, you know, leave with? You know, yes. any number of things. But this person, it's it's just so it's all so great and to see these women um decide we have this opportunity. Um, And let's take it with, you know, hold on to it with both hands and take it. Yeah, I
0: know.
1: And it's it's what they are. And then she, I mean, obviously it's like, what's the plot of this movie? Jennifer Tilly wants out. Violet wants out. And she says it's that simple. That is plot fuel. That is Mm -hmm. it. Um, And she wants out, but she wants out with Corky. That's the thing. And she proves that time and again, because she never leaves her. There's never even... A, 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 a second, I was looking for it where like, maybe I should, no, okay. I can't do that. It'd be wrong. Um, you know, there's never that moment where she thinks about leaving her and mm-hmm. she's always the character who would do that. I had this chance to run and I took it, you know, like yes. that's the reason. And nobody, I mean, really you, who would blame her in the yes. grand of, You know, who would blame her? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like there are moments when they're, they're having conversations and you know um, Gershon even just is straight up like well Tilly asked her if you're so smart like why did you go down and I had a partner and she fucked me and yeah. you know and Tilly's like well I wouldn't do that well I guess we're about to find out so they know they're going into this thing and they know that they could be double-crossed by each other mm-hmm. but I just love that. It doesn't take the easy outs.
1: Yes. Which is
0: again, an easy out, like we would have seen in last seduction with her being this battered woman and Mm -hmm. you know, a man swooping in and like, well, I'm going to kill your husband for you or I'll take care of this or something or her learning her lesson and trying to figure it out. Um, no, these, these women make their decisions and they stick with them and, um, you know, bound, Also, the things I love about Bound is it just is such a stylish film visually. It Mm -hmm. really shows you these filmmakers arrive just fully formed. Um, I know a lot of people were like, oh, it's Coen Brothers Light or it's Billy Wilder. It's Quentin Tarantino, you know, all the things that they throw out. But there is some stuff in here. I just watched Shallow Grave recently where I'm like, ah, maybe a little Danny Boyle, a little bit of this. But Mm they visually were just so clever in how they were able to um, go from one apartment to the other. Mm -hmm. Also the thing with the phone wires or whatever, it reminded me of Kieślowski's three colors red. I mean, you know, even if they are borrowing or taking cinema language from other things, all filmmakers do that. Yeah. But they did that in their first movie with um, Bill Pope as the cinematographer and they just, had it right away they'd already written assassins for joel silver assassins Mm. is a fun one that's the big um gif with antonio banderas where he kind of leans back in his laptop that (laughs) one yeah it's it's an over-the-top movie that they had to write kind of as an introductory calling card to get Mm. them the ability to make this film but boy they did everything to get it and they just hit it right out of the park yeah. They
1: did. And you're talking about th- those great shots. I love that shot where she like calls and she's like, you know, he- he's gonna do it. He's gonna leave town. And is it that moment where they like each put a hand on the wall? <gasps> yes. yeah. And the shot the overhead shot to see them Oh, both it's so good. Shot. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I think you posted on Twitter of the money hanging. I love the money Brian.
0: hanging. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then <laughs> there's like the shot where him like starching it. I'm like, of course he would. That's just him. Yeah. Yes. It and yep. ironing it flat. He's just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
0: love that he's the one doing that in yes. the apartment because in an old 40s film, it would have been like you're cleaning, or he might have cleaned the money, but then she would have been the one ironing it and hanging it up yeah. for him. Yes. And uh, he's the one in his boxers, like doing the ironing, and she's just sitting, sitting. there as the trophy
1: wife. And it's, it's yep. hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, such a great movie. Such a great movie. Worth it, really it own fun. it, yes, yeah. Um, and, and I think the things that made the Wachowskis the Wachowskis—you see it all in that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I've watched Matrix enough to, <laughs> backwards and forwards, and I'm like, I'm like looking at it again, and I'm like, oh, look at how they focus on the gun, on the yep. barrel, how that shot works around. I'm like, okay, that is also them, very mm-hmm. much. So. And um, they made that their own, and it's such a great movie, and and they are great. Um, characters. Yep. And they were also really,
0: um, thoughtful about mm-hmm. the way that they staged love scenes. They hired like an intimacy mm-hmm. coordinator, um, like a, a sex expert, a feminist, uh, Susie Bright, I believe yes. was the name. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, she even has a cameo in the film, but she um, was the one to stage it. And it was like, no, you don't have to do it in a million different little shots that they you know, cut together and it looks mm-hmm. fake. We're going to do it in one long take. And the women talked about drinking tequila ahead of time and that, that kind of helping them out a little bit. But, you know, they, they were very understanding and didn't want to take advantage of anyone involved, wanted to voice concerns of what are you comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you know, now we're in 2022 and you see a different headline every week about intimacy coordinators on Bridgerton and some of the lengths they go to. And you're like, boy, the Wachowskis were doing this in 1996 Mm -hmm. just because they knew it was the right thing to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, it's a hot scene. I mean, it I,
0: is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and, um, I you know, know Tilly that. has talked about that too, where she's like, the coolest thing about it is when you're with a man, like he's, you know, doing things or whatever. And, you know, it was, oh, I'm going to actually put my hand here because that makes you look better. And I'm not going to flatten you here. Or, you mm-hmm. know, they were very like, what's your good side and helping sure. each other out, which was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 I like that.
1: Such yeah. a great movie, such a great movie. It yes. really
0: is. I was glad you gave me the excuse to watch it again. <laughs> I had the Shout Factory Blu-ray um, mm-hmm. that I'd been sent years ago, and I didn't mm-hmm. have time to like review it when they sent it. And mm-hmm. so now I feel like, okay, Shout, we're talking about it. And uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Paying tribute to this great film. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, one week after Bound hit theaters, our next movie did as well. It is Gina Davis, like we'd Mm -hmm. never seen her before, as a small town school teacher with amnesia who starts to realize that she's in all actuality a woman with the ability to kill quickly and without mercy in The Long Kiss Goodnight. Directed and co-produced by her then-husband, Rennie Harlan, and written and produced by Shane Black, the great Shane Black. This film co-stars Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cox, Craig Bierko, and also in a small but pivotal against-type role, one of my favorite character actors, David Morse, as well. This is a wild one, a film I really disliked originally, I have to say, when it was new. I actually reviewed it for my high school paper, and my editor gave my piece like this really lame, suggestive headline about the film being too long and too bad of a kisser. It was so lame. But I have since, on revisit, seen more i like about it over the years even if it is still not one i would call a favorite or nearly a favorite Shane black which is definitely kiss kiss bang bang still mm-hmm. you got davis you've got jackson morse everybody in it is amazing to watch so let's dive in do you remember seeing it
1: in 96 i don't remember where i saw it first i feel like i caught it late night on hbo
0: mm-hmm.
1: um um i didn't see it on big screen and and i I really enjoyed it. And I think at the time I was like, I wish I had um, seen it on the big screen. Um, It is so very much like that idea of, you know, the picket fence and the couple kids and, you know, she has her, she's a school teacher. Of course she is. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, when she quote unquote goes bad and she, you know, cuts all our hair off and dyes it, you know, platinum yeah. blonde. Um, you know, and that's her going bad, and she's, you know, you know she's gonna forget <laughs> she's about a her Madonna shit. video. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, she, or an
0: Aerosmith Madonna video. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like that's how she goes bad, and she starts <laughs> more and smoking. Yeah. And you know, Samuel Jackson's characters, like like, um, between us, I'm actually the, the the quote unquote the bad person here because yeah, good time. Um, for theft, you know, as, when he was a cop. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. all the classic he's the bad guy. And I'm like, no, dude, you have no idea who this woman is.
0: Oh, Yeah, it's and- it's crazy. It's something you never would have seen or guessed from Gina Davis mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know, she was always like she's um Dotty in a League of Their Own, which yes. I loved when I was a girl. She was in uh accidental tourist which got her the oscar the fly i mean the Fly is
1: what i know her from really yeah yes and
0: yes. uh so when you uh, see her in this you're like what yeah it took some getting used to for sure mm-hmm.
1: for sure um but of course she's great she's amazing um, yeah and as that character you know it's it's the you know she's in a. uh, uh a sanctioned assassin. I forget exactly what they. Yeah, call like it, a right? CIA yeah. assassin or something. Yeah, some yeah. <laughs> for that. You know, but you know, she, she's supposed to be. You know, she's She's you know one of the guys, but, but not ever supposed to see her. And and I loved that. Um, and it's uh, uh, I, I feel like we loop in into this because she's betrayed and she has to get revenge. And yeah, and she's also um, her personal like internal struggle is like you get early on after she hits her head The uh, oh wait let's talk about that after the car accident yeah right that's the thing and when she wakes up in the snow and she's got the blood you know the curtain of blood down her face and yes. she walks over to the deer and she snaps its neck and you're know. like oh it's like uh, a the vampire slayer episode yeah, yeah. yeah. we like, whoa Yeah, Yeah, and then from that, you get all those flashes to her dreams and what, like, herself in the mirror and Mm -hmm. both versions of that. And um, um, that is just so personal journey that character takes from accepting the life that she made herself.
0: Mm -hmm. Samuel
1: Jackson's character says, I think deep down, she's not a cover. She is you. Yeah. Also you. And you denied that. And she denied you. And that's how we got to the different personalities. And and she accepts that um, because she loves her kid and because it is her and he is right. It is part of her. Um, but that doesn't stop her from being any less badass. She, no. is, she is in the like she doesn't hang it up. No, she's lethal and she stays that way. Um, I like
0: that. I like that her personality has all these different facets to Mm -hmm. it because Mm -hmm. usually as we've been talking in these movies or crime films or just films in general, women have like one sphere. They're the wife, the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I was in a screenwriting class where I was like one of three women. And so, Mm -hmm. um, basically and I was the youngest so I was always being given the scripts to when we would read them out loud I had to play all the wives and girlfriends and basically my job like every day was to do the dialogue and it was always like oh honey or oh you're right or just reinforce whatever was going on with my male character mm-hmm. Um and it was it got really uh old very quickly and what I love about um her is she isn't just one uh, person persona. She isn't a femme fatale. She isn't a mom. It's showing that, you know, with limited information or depending on where you are or what environment you're in or what has happened to you, you can embrace these different sides of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I do love that aspect of it. I think that that is a good goal that Shane Black was maybe trying to do. Maybe he went Mm -hmm. a little far in places. (laughs) It's a little extreme. I think my problem is that it seems to be like six different movies at once. Yeah, like we have the CIA thing, the false flag thing. We have yeah. like the stuff with Samuel L. Jackson. It's great, but it sort of feels like it comes out of left field. Like everything, kind of. I don't know if it all goes together. It's very yeah. entertaining. This just might be me, but yeah. um, but it has like mini movies put together, like little yeah. different CIA ops or mm-hmm. something, or different sides of herself. Maybe hey, maybe it's intentional, and I'm like <laughs> not getting it. Yeah, and I'm just like piecing it together right now like, yeah, Jen, that's the freaking point. But, um, you know, I don't know. I also think it's a really long movie and I'm wondering if I I don't want to be one of those people that goes, you know, lose 20 minutes. I don't, I'm not going to put a minute on it, but I am going to say it does feel long and a little unwieldy but I know it's one of Sam Jackson's favorites. He said a few years ago only that it is the one that he watches the most, or he would, he's comfortable (laughs) watching the most of his films. Cause I think a lot of actors don't want to watch themselves Mm -hmm. stay away from the ones that do. But, (laughs) um, but Sam really likes this one. I know Rennie Harlan still loves it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think Gina Davis is still quite proud of it as well. I remember that in an interview. Yeah.
1: No, I, 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 I agree with you, it feels a little too turned up to 11 in weird spots. Yeah, <laughs> in strange spots, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't mind all the action, like the action scenes are there. I think where I was like, I don't remember it being like that, but <laughs> she like a shot. He has like a shotgun, rocket launcher, or something like that. that. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> it's like okay, now we're in a James Bond movie. Yes. Yeah, and then she like throws her daughter through it to get to the the treehouse. Yes. And I was fine with that, but I'm also like, I don't remember it being that over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it like, was a bit. <laughs> you know, but she I, was I, a Bruce Willis
0: character, yes, essentially. Yes. Which was cool, especially for this so. era. Yes. But uh yeah, she was her own um Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And I know she was very excited to do that as well. She and yeah. Ronnie Harlan, of course, made uh Cutthroat Island. I went to really? an advanced screening of that. Um uh, yeah. And I barely remember it. I think I thought Matthew Modine and her were kind of fun, but I I, you know, I might've been 14, like who the hell knows. But I do remember on the way out and it was at Mall of America. So we had a huge auditorium on the way out looking at the faces of the people that we <laughs> walked out with. It looked like they had just like had a root canal. I mean, no. And I was like, was it really that bad? So part <laughs> of me is kind of afraid I think I have the DVD somewhere. Mm. I think I found it used somewhere and I was like, ah, you know, a dollar. I can't pass that up. I might have to watch it sometime. So I do think I have it because I have like way too many movies. I
1: should try it again. I was going to ask you, have you seen that one? I have not, but I put it on my list after watching this one because I did some digging on it and I ran across an article and it was like, you know, were we too hard on Cutthroat Island? I mean, It is what it is, but it, it, you know, it made Matthew Modine hot. And he was like, you know, (laughs) the gaze was all about him. And I'm like, eh, okay, I'll go look. Sign us off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, it's the, the, that time, I mean, Rennie Harlan made some just, again, turned up to 11. Cliffhanger. Yeah. I love cliffhanger. Yep. Did he make Deep Blue Sea? I think that wasn't Sam? yeah yes because I love that one. again Sam Jackson, <laughs> yes. Sam yes. I love that movie I love that movie for that scene and if you know you know um, I won't ruin that one but it's so much fun but yes like Long Kiss Goodnight there are just like it 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 is entertainment in its <laughs> purest form you know let's just not look too closely at all the the, the things sometimes but I. For a character art for a woman, um, particularly in the 90s, um, you know, and I was 22, I think, when this came out, um, that would have been, it just wasn't a thing you saw. I felt you saw on the big screen. Maybe in a t- TV show, because I think, I mean, 96, so Buffy was on. Uh, so Around think, there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, like, it was, those things, you could see it on the small screen, but not necessarily big movies. So, yeah. And I love Gina Davis.
0: <laughs> I do. I love Gina Davis. She's one of those people who I think had a couple misfires like this. Angie was another one that was not very great. I talked about that film with mm-hmm. uh, our good friend, William Boyle, when we did an underrated Italian movies because he, he loves it, I think, because he saw it being filmed in uh new york and so he's like you know i walked by and i saw her shooting with james gandolfini and how yeah. tall and she, he's like she was a god and uh so yes um so i think she had a couple of mishits speechless is a film that she yeah. made around this period that i really love i had our friend kate gabrielle watch where she mm-hmm. plays a speech writer have you seen this one with michael keaton um, she's a political speech writer and it's a rom-com and they're just really okay. adorable together. Yeah. So uh, that's a good one. I kind of think Harlan might've produced it as well. So hmm. I don't know, it's sort of a couple of things happened within their relationship and their uh, film career were both kind of fizzled. I don't know if together, simul- whatever happened, but, um, hmm. but I always felt like both of them needed um more opportunities to work and make good good stuff than they had unfortunately yeah,
1: yeah for yeah. sure for sure
0: yeah well our next film is one of the best and most underrated crime movies of the 2010s at least in my book it's a movie that stars viola davis michelle rodriguez elizabeth debicki Cynthia Erivo, Carrie Coon, Jackie Weaver, Liam Neeson, Brian Tyree, Henry, Colin Farrell, Daniel Kaluuya, and Robert Duvall. I am talking about Widows, a Chicago-set heist thriller about a group of women whose husbands were killed on a job, who take it upon themselves to band together and pull off one of their own when thing, when they're pushed into it by circumstance and criminals who are threatening their lives. It's directed by Steve McQueen and written by McQueen and crime writer Gillian Flynn based on the 1983 British miniseries from crime writer Linda LaPlante, who's probably most famous for writing Prime Suspect with Helen Mirren. This is a very or it was a very minor hit in its worldwide release that received good reviews from critics. But it's one that was monumentally overshadowed by the family films, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald and Instant Family when it came out in theaters. But it's since gr- gone on to become a growing cult favorite, especially and well deservedly by crime film fans like us. So take it away, Nikki. Let's talk Widows.
1: Love it, love Love it, it. love it. Saw it in the theater twice. Saw it, loved it, bought it when it hit. Um, it's yeah, it it is not perfect, but it is the close to perfect I feel that you can get. Um, you have you know so many heavyweights in this movie, it's insane, it's it's insane. Um, and you know, it you know, Bound was set also set in Chicago, but. Mm This Chicago is a player in this movie. Yeah, it because is,
0: Bound was filmed in L.A. And this was oh, Chicago. Yeah. so Chicago.
1: Yeah. Talk about Chicago, man. You yeah. See Chicago in Widows.
0: Yes. Um, but it is so. And weird. you and I lived in Chicago. So <laughs> yes. come on. Yes. yes. Big Chicago, Chicago action. Big
1: yes. Chicago. yes. Um, it is so. It is. So many different levels, but it is. I mean. I also, I think it's fun. Um, you get uh, just, you get the, 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 the stress of, you know, there's, you know, the, the setup is the, the heist that goes wrong from the, in, from the, the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you see it, you know, them throwing doors at them, throwing shit at them, trying to escape the, the cops. And you also, that's interspliced with Viola Davis and Liam Neeson. At home and safe and it's fine,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and and juxtaposition. You're what's going to happen, and then you find out what happens. um, That it all goes wrong in a hail of police fire, and you're yeah. like, okay, this is it. This is why. And and the way all the the story just spirals out from there um, to give these widows um, uh, Viola Davis's. Uh, um, Michelle Rodriguez's Linda and Elizabeth DeBecky's Alice. Alice was, I had the most fun watching her. She's um, my
0: favorite. Yes. yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. And, and again, we have these, these women who are supposed to be these stereotypes. There's the, you know, Viola Davis's uh, Veronica, who doesn't know anything. Yeah, you they're know, separate. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and Intensely. she's up in her her you know expensive life. That at least from the what it looks like ivory um, tower with yes. the ivory dog and the, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. you know. And she has her driver, and she yes. doesn't have to touch anything. It doesn't touch her. It's not part of her life. Mm-mm. um And Linda, the first time you see her, she's arguing with her husband about money and and you know their life. It's very much in her life. Hmm. And Alice, you see her and she's got this, you know, huge black eye and he's, you know, yeah, not taunting her over, but poking her, you know, like, yep. John you know, Yeah, I, I hate, look, go put some makeup on. I hate looking at it. She goes, yeah, well, I hate having it. And it's about to start. them. It is this, they are very much in their boxes and then. Um, it's, it's like, what if they never came to threaten Viola Davis's character? these women would still like you know yeah
0: yeah you know vicky would be a sugar baby she's pushed mm -hmm. into um she's a beauty a polish woman who Mm -hmm. um her mom jackie weaver i love of course from animal kingdom we're talking about the movie from australia not the show even though the show is great but um but a different thing but jackie weaver is so good as her mom who just like picks at her she's kind of it It sort of explains why she was with the John Bernthal character a little bit. Like she she's used to that as, um, you know, being belittled or being ordered or mannered or even physically hit. Yes, slapped um, by the people who profess to love her, keep her in a box. Mm -hmm. I also one of the things that fascinates me most about her character and I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she is mm-hmm. a phenomenal actress. She was the first choice for this, but turned it down. Oh, wow. I'm so glad it was Debicki. Mm-hmm. I am a tall woman. I'm just shy mm-hmm. of six feet tall. Dabicke mm-hmm. is, I believe, like six three, something like That's that.
1: Six two, but yeah, six two. Yeah. She's six but yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And glorious. I think it is fascinating because we're used to, at least I was um growing up in the Midwest, kind of feeling weird about being taller than most of the men my whole life. Um, And so you do sort of, I'm not going to say you're passive, but you feel a little awkward in your own skin or your own body. And Mm -hmm. so you can see how a tall woman who is maybe feels like she has to apologize to the younger or to the men who aren't as tall or, or not really show her full power. Um, yeah. So there's something about her physicality and the way that she comes into her own throughout the film that yes. is just so thrilling and makes me just a huge fan. I I loved her in The Night Manager, which is another yes. miniseries that Nikki yes. and I have in common that was made by a woman, Suzanne Beer. Great one of the La novel. Do check that out. Yeah. Um, Hiddleston's in it. He's gorgeous. He's shirtless through like most of the thing it seems like or feels that way. And so, I mean, everybody wins. It's really great. And it's very sexy. And Debicki is gorgeous. And uh, Hugh Laurie's in it. See the Night Manager. But I was already a Debicki fan. This made me like a super fan for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this was the first time I'd ever known I'd seen her in something. Yeah. And then I saw Night Manager um, and then I had to go, like, go find everything else. So that's yeah. she's amazing. But her, um, it's like you think she's just that wife, yeah. Know? And and she and she acts it. You know, you get that scene with her mom where she's like, "Honey, I've already made your profile. Here you go." She's like, "I'm not going to do that." You know, she's just she's she's yeah broken because this piece is gone now. Like this, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's wobbling on a three leg chair now. Um, and she's, oh, not, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. She's not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to save herself yet. And, and, you know, her mom gives her this push and then Viola Davis's character comes along and says, you know, we're all going to be on the hook for this. We are on the hook for this yeah. money. That You're getting the guns. Go, I love yeah, that. Go get the guns. And she's like, what? You know, and then you see her at the gun show and figuring she, it out. She, she works somebody like she, uses what she had to yeah. develop in a new situation. Yep. You know, um, because she uses it not on a man, but she no. uses a woman. She's like, I was a male, right? And you see the woman like look at her and then her daughter's like, you, you know, um, you have to help. We always said a girl, you know, guns girl's are the- as a gun or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, and and she does. She's like, I need three Glock 17s or whatever. And she's like, that's a lot. does like, one for every room. Mm-mm. Yep. And she works her like that. She yeah. will work the situation to her advantage. And it's like, even if she knew she could do that, she's never had to. And she mm-hmm. rises to it. She, when Michelle Rodriguez's character um, in a new kind of role, I think for her that I'd never seen her in. I mean, she's always- No, she's, she's always so tough. Yes. Yes. She's always military. I mean, that's um, uh, the, the Furious movies. Them? The Fast and Furious, but the other ones, the Girl um movies, Mila oh, Jovovich, okay. zombies type movie, Resident Evil. Is she yes? She, okay. I, I saw her for the first time in that. Ah, gotcha. Before Fast and Furious, so I mean, it's like those just in charge, highly competent, and here she is still highly competent, but she's this mom and she's grieving this husband, and you see this scene with the other widower, and you're like, oh, she's working them, and then you're like. Oh no, she's really having this moment. Oh, it's so much better for that. It's just this, she's broken open in the way that we saw um, Elizabeth DeBecchi earlier, you see her finally get there. And I'm like, okay. And then Elizabeth DeBecchi's character says, give it to me. I will figure it out. And yep. she does. And then the, the quintessential, like the slap scene between viola davis's uh, uh veronica and alice and she's yes. like i'm not going to take it anymore i'm done taking that mm-hmm. and they slap each other and it's just like the Whoa. best thing yeah. and then you get the real what what viola uh viola davis's character has been holding in is like nothing is hers no she had more of, of an imp- not an empty life but um um like the the stage, let the facade of a life, like what Alice's. You think Alice had, and mm-hmm. she had more of a real something because she has her mom at least. Yeah. Um, um, and Viola Davis has nothing but that dog. Bash is dead at that point. You know, her driver has been killed. You know, oh and-
0: my God, it's so devastating. I love Garrett yeah. Dillahunt. He's such a good actor. He's so great. And you see him in a whole new light in that movie. Yeah. You see a lot of these people like we were just saying about Michelle Rodriguez for sure. Her character isn't as fully developed as the other yes. women, yes. but it's still very interesting. I also really uh, responded to what they did with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, because Yes, he, that's like a
1: whole other episode I feel. That like. is a different
0: episode. Yeah, what's yes. going on with the men? Daniel Kaluuya, I mean, every yes. season in, like I I'm one of those nerdy people who love actors enough that I will applaud in my fucking house. <laughs> and so yes. like when I first saw him doing his thing, mm-hmm. I just started applauding right away. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going for it. It's like to Vicky applause. Yeah, yes. And um, to me, those are the two biggest scene stealers. Yes. Isla Davis is amazing in the film. I also like seeing Carrie Coon. I, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of problem with, um, the way that that plays out when, uh, you know, we already said spoiler, but you do find out that uh Liam Neeson had set up the mm-hmm. other men and he's like, gonna run away with uh, Carrie Coon, who's like started a new family with, I do have a little bit of issue like that it kind of goes there and she still goes on with the plan. I mean, she's mm-hmm. kind of compartmentalizing. They do explain yes. maybe emotionally where she was at because we learn more about her backstory with their son. Yes. But um, I will say that there's a little bit of uh, issue with that, but um, but yeah, it's just it? so great to see these yeah. uh, people working together in new ways. Like Liam mm-hmm. Neeson would be at the forefront of this movie. It This would be one of his special set of skills movies. <laughs> you know, yes, but very it's the women. So. Yeah. yeah. Developing
1: those skills. It was so, it's just so over the top. And you're so right about, um, Daniel, uh, guy, I can never say his name correctly. I know. Is it Kaluuya? Yeah. Kaluuya? Huh. Yeah. We look that up. But Jatem, jetem in the church, when he oh. guys who are beatboxing and like that scene, everybody knows that scene and he's just like, okay, we're going to do this. And then he kills them. And it's just so sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I it's so exactly it's violent and it was also funny. And it was also like Mm -hmm. that whole moment, like you go through that whole range of emotion there. And you're like, this is the guy who's hunting them.
0: Yeah. He is very much like uh like it's a star is born moment, basically. mm -hmm. I mean, we already loved him in other things, but you see that and you're
1: like, this guy's gonna get an Oscar one day, and he Mm -hmm. does. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, and then that character i i i also love the fact that he his brother told him to leave her alone give her the two weeks or whatever to to you know come up with the money or they can do what they have to do mm-hmm. but and he he's going to do his thing but he's also again the loyalty that's there cuz i mean i think in a typical crime movie it's everybody's in for themselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even then he's not you hear you 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 get the scene with him driving off with what they just had to, you know, shoot somebody for, and somebody yeah. one of get injured, and you see him listening to his brother on the radio mm-hmm. while he, they give their debate, and he's just like, "This is it," and he's so proud of him. Yeah. Um. And it's just, I love all of this, how they wove that together, as the background for these yeah. women to do this. Yeah, thing.
0: it's stuff um,
1: that you wouldn't
0: see in a normal film. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has that kind of a moment where yeah. it explains why they're involved in the plot.
1: Like yes, we don't need
0: exactly. them to sit and talk an exposition of like, yeah. well, I was born, you know, on a farm in Iowa in 1943. <laughs> like we don't need to hear the how this person got to the party or whatever. But they're at the party and we figure out their stake in it and what they're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's worthwhile. It's just such great writing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't mean talk about Cynthia Ervio. Oh, God. Her, her bell oh, character, God. she's not a widow, but no. again, she is tangentially connected because of the Colin Farrell character yeah. and his program um, and why he's trying to hang on to his seat because it's a family seat. It's, it's okay. you know, his dad was in. And if his dad hadn't had a heart attack, he would be still running. So he's running now and he's got this program and he's being accused of embezzling or skin, mm-hmm. um, and and he's got this money. And then you figure out all of these pieces have all been coming to this head of he's got the money and that's what they're going to steal. Mm-hmm. But Cynthia Ervio's character is like, sees her friend um, having to give money, you know, a, 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 a cut of what she's making back to the people who are supposed to help her, quote unquote. And she has been doing nothing but working. She, all you do is see her run through this movie. Every time you see her, I know. She's working, you know, I can't, I got, I got to go back out again. Yeah, she can't eat. She can't yeah. do whatever. Yeah. It's $12 an hour. And you're like, you're going to leave your baby for $12 an hour. I mean, it's truly a she thing. Has to. That, yeah. But it's. If she didn't have her mom there, could she have? Because she would have needed a babysitter. Instead, she was running out the house to yeah. go. The she
0: probably would have had to bring the kid with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just so many layers of this was the thing that was going to help her get out. Yeah. Um, and and I love all, the way they brought all of that together. These women have solid reasons for being there, for risking the little bit they have left mm-hmm. on this one idea, um, to, to save their, their own selves and also get a little bit. Cause they're getting more yeah. than what they have to get. That's just it. They're getting because they were going in for all of it, not some of it, all of it. And I love that part too. They're going mm-hmm. so that way they walk out with something for the, each other.
0: Yeah. And the thing with having it be made by McQueen is you have somebody who's interested in socioeconomic and sociopolitical issues and some history. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with race and gender and this great intersection. But the fact that it's Chicago, because in my uh, movie club, one of my friends is like, you know, it would have been a great movie if they would have gotten Rid of that whole like chicago political plot and it's like well that's kind of the backbone of the movie and yeah. also it's a metaphor for the corruption that surrounds them and it surrounds this society and why we're all in this mess in uh mm-hmm. particular and i i think you know they are having to balance a lot of things kind of but i think they pull it off much better than <laughs> um i'm not gonna rag on the movie because it's entertaining but you know long kiss good night, kind of blending yeah. a lot of you know, the false flag thing with um, mm-hmm. the Islamic uh, terrorists and yeah. the, you know, all the different things yeah. that they're trying to work mm-hmm. in. And I mean, it's fun and everything, but this, every piece of this puzzle kind of needs to be there in order for mm-hmm. it to make sense and to have weight and not just be a popcorn movie. If it's a popcorn movie, then it's a damn good one, but yeah. there's more to it than that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. There is weight to it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, such a good film. I'm glad that you um, brought this one up and suggested. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Well, have you ever wondered what if there had been a whole movie about what happened to Tuesday Weld's character after the events of Michael Mann's Thief? Well, filmmaker Julia Hart used this very hypothetical question as the jumping off point for her outstanding 2020 movie, I'm Your Woman a clever reinvention of 70s crime fair that leans into femininity and fully embraces it. In Hart's film, Rachel Brosnahan stars as the beautiful but largely oblivious trophy wife of her criminal husband, who at the start of the movie comes home first with a baby he says is now theirs and then doesn't come home from a job at all, which sends her and the baby on the run. Mm-hmm. I really love this film when I first saw it. I was so glad to have the opportunity to give it another look. So, what is your take on I'm your
1: woman? It's so great. Um, yes. I had not seen Thief before I saw this movie. Um and so after That's you right, you just back, saw that. Yeah. Um, and you were like, you have to see it. It comes back and I'm like, okay, I'll go watch it. And it is, it's so mm-hmm. great. Um and watching it again now that I've seen Thief, it's like okay, I see it, the callbacks to it. I see, yeah. It. Um, oh, it's so great! I love the the way she shifts from um, the 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 pampered, you know, she, you know, beautiful. for her. she tries to cook for him and she doesn't do it well. Like no. she and and he like he's like that he we assume loves her anyway. Because yep. she's beautiful, because she because he loves her. We don't know why. Yeah. Um, but she does the things that you're supposed to do if you're gonna be a wife. Yeah. That's what I got from like this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I love that arc that she takes from that to I have a baby now, to you know, the person at the end of the movie who um you know drives the car away. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, she's wielding a gun. And she's doing what she has to do at the end. And I love that about her. I love, I mean, it it she's as innocent, I think, as any of these women in all the movies we've talked about, had yeah. been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? She knows her husband does some things, obviously, mm-hmm. but she's the most of a babe in the woods. Like mm-hmm. actually, yeah. I will say, I'll admit that this viewing, I was kind of getting slightly annoyed with her at times because. <laughs> yeah. Like girl asks so many questions. Why are we doing this? Why am I on the run? Well, what what is your name? What are we doing here? It's like people were shooting at you or whatever it is. Um, she asks a lot of questions. And I think sometimes... Uh, It is because it's coming as such a shock, but also she is an audience surrogate. So I will admit that as much as I love this film, and I do, it was one of my favorite films from 2020, and I still think it's phenomenal. I will say sometimes um, she's a little too naive. Uh, with the baby, like, well, I need a park, I need this. Um, and um,
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, she has this internal checklist of these are the did. things that I'm, I'm a mom now. And these are the things a mom has to do. And yeah. This is what I yeah. Have to and yeah. maybe
0: that's her coping mechanism. Yeah, that's what I kept telling myself. Because um, yeah, I even talked about it with someone who brought up the same thing. Like, you know, she was a little too much in places. And you're like, well, maybe that was her way of uh again compartmentalizing to use the word mm-hmm, we yeah. used for viola davis's character but to mm-hmm. get through it and cope um as yeah. she is trying to think i also um i like her arc as a woman who is kind of handed this baby <laughs> uh, just, like, we don't know like, if, the, if the husband was more into it or what the deal was yeah and then by the end of the movie it's like no i'm your mom and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i'm your woman but she's the woman for the baby
1: yeah. 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 And it's just that is so much more. I mean, you get um, oh, I'm totally forgetting uh her name. Hold on. Terry. Uh, the guy the cow's cal's, cal's wife. Cal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Once Cal is Yeah, I think her name was Terry. Um Marcia Stephanie Blake. Yeah. Um, when you get when Terry and um Jean come together. Mm -hmm. and it's just the two of them she's like uh I love missing at that point and like that's when I mean it's like the last what third of the movie yeah it seems like you know it's like that point there's a shift where then Jean is like finally realized something is wrong and she decides to do something bad because she's the one who approaches Terry um who was already planning on doing something because that is Terry Terry's like I've been here I've done this Yep. And, you know, their history aside, these people who I think in a classic crime movie would not be women who talk to each other because Jean's dead husband is Terry's ex-husband. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. That, that weird know. connection there. Um, but they, it's not even like they team up. They just both decide to go the same direction in the same car. Like, yeah, and, okay. you know.
0: You know, what's interesting about that, because I I did have that same thought, but what I love is sometimes you do find, um, you know, when an ex gets a new girlfriend or a new wife or whatever, sometimes it's like, boy, you do have a lot in common, I guess they really (laughs) do have a type. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there are some elements. I mean, they're very different people. Like my mom and my stepmom are are very different, but there are some elements of like, well, they're both Italian. They're both from the Midwest. They were both models. They both love to read and worked in library. Like there are some stuff. (laughs) that these (laughs) women have in common. You're like, I guess my dad kind of (laughs) likes the same type of woman. And, um, or, you know, I've seen that with uh, some of my friends when they've moved on in new relationships. Uh, I have tried to find different people, but sometimes I fall into my old patterns. Mm -hmm. So you can see like maybe why these two women would get along. Their dynamic is so good. Mm -hmm. Another thing I love is because this is made by a woman, Mm -hmm. It was written by her and I believe her husband, Jordan uh, Horowitz, I believe was Mm -hmm. the co-writer on this. Uh, They usually work together usually in a film, if it would have been written by a man or directed by a man. And I don't want to speculate all films, of course, but this happens a lot. The guy who swoops in and like takes her on the run is the one she's going to fall in love with. And it's just Cal who's just like a good friend and someone she can count on and the confidant. And Someone who becomes like second family to her, and then she meets uh Terry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like she. No romance. Accepts which is him. Good. Like he's, he helps take care of the baby. Yeah. All that she now has left. Yeah. And yeah. that means that now he's also the baby. <laughs> yes. He belongs also to the baby's people. He's, yeah. You know, and that is, and then it's a village. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it takes a village and that is how they are connected. And that is why she's like, Cal is obviously missing. We have to do something. We should do something. Let's go. And she does. And she, that, at that point, she's taking an active role and she stays that way. She doesn't understand everything that's going on, Mm -hmm. but, but she's still like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go do this. You know? And, And I really just enjoyed that about, um, yes like you know she's just again like you said I mean there's some like are you really that oblivious I mean yeah. what I mean it's like 1971 <laughs> you know yeah it, um, it's also funny
0: um, like there are little things where you know they have to go into the city and they show up immaculately dressed in like mm-hmm. these disco outfits that are to die for but it's yeah. part of the fantasy you're having fun I mean that would have happened in a Michael Mann movie I mean mm-hmm. um, as well and it's it's a ball but I think it's just really cool to see um, also the way that they set up certain things with Jean. Like um, Mm -hmm. of course she would have no experience with guns, kind of like we saw in widows with Alice. Uh, Mm -hmm. But she is taught to use one by Frankie Faison's character, um, who is a character I love again. It's cool how all these people kind of step up for a baby um, Mm -hmm. or a family or people in trouble and you realize who you can count on. But he Mm -hmm. teaches her how to use a gun. And one of the things he tells her is to get used to the weight of Mm -hmm. it. And so to kind of have it on her, you know, it's going to pay off later, but you're not exactly
1: sure how. And it's a surprise. And I love Mm -hmm. the way that it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that poster that they have for this movie is exactly it. It's all of everything you need to know. It's like the gun is slightly behind her. Like she's hiding it maybe a little bit. And the baby, she's got a good grip on the baby, but it's, that is the whole movie right there. Yeah. Like it is, it is, she's, she's understanding what she's going for. And I just, I. It's I love that. Just yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And this era, like most of the time we were tangential, another besides Thief, another film that she was citing a lot in interviews, Julia Hart was uh, The Godfather. And she oh. was like, you know, okay, They shut the door in her face at the end, or mm-hmm. um, she's lied to, or in the second one, like she's just kind of cast aside. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what happened to these women? Or what would it be like if they suddenly had to take on that role? Like, yeah. what if the Godfather had been from her perspective or something? Mm-hmm. But instead of just make her um, a more masculine or macho character, yeah. I really admire the way this does lean into a woman's strengths um, can be. I mean, it can be whatever a woman wants to be, but it's her femininity in this case and her uh, uh, caring and need to provide and yeah, look after people she loves. One of my favorite lines is, She's admitting like she's not a good cook or something, mm-hmm. and uh, with a can of peas or so. And I believe it's <laughs> the grandfather says something like, "Well, if you were feeding your family, it's the best food in the world or something."
1: Yeah, yeah, very sweet. It's just it's, she's such a cook. Like that whole the idea of her cook the whole movie is just I'm like she it's her frustration. She can't she can't have kids. Yeah. She can't cook. So she feels she inadequate. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so she like I feel like she leaned in hard to just being to looking a certain way for him. Yep. And then now now he's gone and she has a baby. So now she has to be a mother, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know, in and capital M mother for the child. So she has to do that. And that also doesn't really work because she can't, you know, the the cow tell her you just breastfeed, it's fine, I won't look. And she's like, I can't because
0: she doesn't know she does feel inadequate through the whole film mm -hmm. and um yeah and she has to find her sphere like well i'm also valuable as a friend or Mm -hmm. um somebody who loves people yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's Mm -hmm. it's very cool i also really like the way that it used uh the the music of the era Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you know we did have that was the aretha franklin era of song and so it was kind of nice to see uh, some of these in a crime movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so great. Um, I mean, I, (laughs) it's all I ever say. I'm like, these are so great, but they are They are because you get the, the, you know, enough energy in it. There's enough. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not a mystery. It's, it's, will they survive? Um, will they be smart enough to get away with the thing they want to get away with?
0: How is it changing them? Yeah. Yeah. You know they what it? is
1: this? What are they really willing to put on the line? Is what they're you know it's they're all gambling something. Mm-hmm. Um, frequently, it's their lives. But I mean, even if they get out with their lives, what else do they have
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they're willing to lose? You I mean you know? And it's just so. It, it's why I love them. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's, yeah. It's yeah. These I women. Yeah. Uh, I lean towards writing women like that.
0: You Um, do those
1: situations
0: yeah and we need more of them in entertainment and uh frequently uh we are left on the cutting room floor i mean you (laughs) know we can do a whole woe is hollywood right now with this uh, existing ips and superhero shit and you know flash dance the tv show for eight episodes or whatever they're doing nowadays (laughs) but we need more complicated messy great women and i Mm -hmm. hope that If you're listening and you have any role in uh, green lighting anything or hiring people, hire Nikki um, (laughs) and read her work. But Nikki, I want to thank you so much for doing this. It was just such a pleasure to go over these great movies that I had a ball rewatching. And I hope everyone listening will now go rewatch them or check out all the ones that we have mentioned as well. So I want to thank you for doing this and come back soon, come up with another really cool idea. And we're going to be on the lookout for more stories from you soon. Thank you, Nikki.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's been a ball. Of course.
0: I also want to thank everyone for listening, especially my patrons who support the show and help fund my research equipment, film rentals, filmintuition.com and clicking on the shop link the show's theme music is solo acoustic guitar by jason shaw and is available in the free music archive you can also reach me or interact with watch with jen anytime on twitter either at film intuition or our watch with jen account as well well, until next time, please take care and happy movie watching. This is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com and Film Intuition on social media and Letterboxed, And this is Watch with Jen.